We've got homeless shenanigans going on. We've got vagrant shenanigans going on in Denver. 7-Eleven sues building owner for additional security costs amid vagrancy issues. You might think, well, I mean, the building owner, they should be protecting 7-Eleven. It's the other way around. This is a Seattle company that is basically telling 7-Eleven, you're the reason so many of these derelict, homeless, addicted people are coming into our building because you, 7-Eleven, are operating a legit business. Let's get into it. What do we have going on? Here we go. Denver, here we come. On the busy street corner of 18th and Blake in Denver's Lodo neighborhood sits a 7-Eleven. Steve Gregory tells us he stops by every day. When I was on the streets, these were the people that fed us. We told Gregory about the lawsuit filed by 7-Eleven, which claims its landlord and the building's owner, a company called Unico, broke the lease when charging the store thousands of dollars for security. It's not the business's problems. It's not the people up there's problem. It's a... It's a problem of our society. Hooden Hall describes what he sees when he walks by. I don't see no tents out here. I don't see nobody sleeping out outside the building. Denver 7 has a copy of the lawsuit filed by 7-Eleven, which claims the convenience store can only do so much when it comes to people on public sidewalks. According to the lawsuit, in November of 2022, Unico issued a demand for payment of more than $20,000 for additional security. 7-Eleven paid that money under protest. On March 6th of this year, they sent a demand to 7-Eleven to pay an additional 54000 which still hasn't been paid. 7-Eleven says it has taken numerous steps in good faith, including hiring a roving surveillance service, even offering to install more cameras, which the store claims the building's owner has rejected. Being just a few blocks from Union Station and the 16th Street Mall, to areas struggling with homelessness. Lawyers for the convenience store claim 7-Eleven is not doing anything to attract them, and it is merely operating a legal business. Coors Field's over here, Ball Arena's over here, everybody, everything is right here. So much traffic that, you know, where is homeless people gonna go? Like that gentleman right there, right there, walking behind us. Claire Lavazorio for Denver 7. I love me a good 7-Eleven. You know what? I find myself going into fewer and fewer 7-Elevens because for some reason, I think, I think all the folks that we're talking about here, you know, ones going in and causing ruckus and out of their mind, they tend to gravitate to the 7-Elevens as well. If they, if there are other mini marts in the area, oftentimes I will find that the 7-Eleven is where for whatever reason, all the, to me, undesirable elements tend to congregate. And I am hearing from more and more of you, Denver has got its hands full, like Seattle. So I got to start adding Denver in there. I mean, Denver is just one of those places where you think, ah, it's mile high. Everybody's either hiking or skiing. There's no homeless there. Denver's got a homeless population. I've just just started really kind of keeping an eye out for these stories. And Denver, what's going on? A battle over homelessness is heating up between a tenant and landlord in Denver's lower downtown, Lodo. Got the Sodo south of the Dome, lower Denver, lower downtown. 
In September 2021, Seattle-based, ah, here we go, commie, a, a communist property management company. <laughs> no, that's what everybody always says. I'm just a bunch of communists in Seattle. Oh, yeah, not wrong when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Seattle-based Unico bought the five-story building on the corner of 18th and Blake Streets. 7-Eleven had been a tenant of that building for more than a decade. Shortly after the purchase, according to 7-Eleven, Unico claimed the convenience store on the ground floor was attracting vagrants, making other workers in the building feel unsafe. Let's, let's stop there for a second. I mean... What are you supposed to do if you are a 7-Eleven? Can you just say, oh, you're homeless? Nope, nope, you can't, you can't be here. That's not how this works, right? So this notion that they are attracting vagrants, the vagrants are already in the community and they're going to go and look for a little store to steal stuff from, buy stuff, whatever it is that they're doing. You know what I mean? Because so, so much in the homeless lifestyle is single serving, right? Fight club, single serving. You get one item, one bottle of water, just, you know, Uno. 7-Eleven can't help it if homeless people congregate there. They really honestly can't. Now, to me, it sounds like management of 7-Eleven has done pretty much everything they can, but the property managers of this building, what exactly do they expect for 7-Eleven to hire the uh, the guy with the assault, assault rifle? I mean, that's what we're doing in Philadelphia, right? So we're doing the Philadelphia cheesesteak. Cheese I always want to say cheesecake, but it's not. It's cheesesteak. We've got that storyline where you hire you know, a whole bunch of people, you know, that are coming to get this famous cheesesteak, Philadelphia. So the, the owner of the building or the owner of the uh, restaurant says, yep, we're going to hire an armed guard with an AR-15. So the vagrants going to buy stuff or shoplift stuff or whatever it is, hang out at 7-Eleven. They're making everybody else in the building feel uncomfortable. I know how that, I know how that goes. I have got 7-Eleven. I've got one 7-Eleven that I've got two 7-Elevens I no longer go to here in Bellevue. One, because it closed down because it got broken. It had, had so many incidents of theft that, um, and being broken into that manager said, yeah, we're, this isn't worth it. I'm, I'm done with this 7-Eleven. It's now boarded up and it's empty. And then another 7-Eleven that I used to go to all the time, it's right around the corner from a Chevron that also has gas and a, you know, a bunch of other cool stuff. I end up going to the Chevron because there's always something going on in 7-Eleven. The last time I was in there, the, the store clerk was yelling at somebody in line. And I'm like, man, I just want to get my whatever it was, probably a Perrier after a workout. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's something I always stop on the way home. Yeah. So I just want my Perrier. I want to move on with my life, but I can't because somebody's yelling at somebody else. And it's like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm just 7-Eleven seems to attract for some reason that element, right? So this week, 7-Eleven's corporate office filed a lawsuit against Unico claiming the building owner broke the lease agreement when it charged the store thousands of dollars for security over these so-called vagrancy issues. This is not 7-Eleven's fault. But because they're the ones hanging around 7-Eleven, that's because 7-Eleven is where they're hanging around, they're going to get the brunt of it, right? So it's not one business's problem. It's a problem of our society, said Gregory. I would say, absolutely, this is a societal thing. We said it's okay for everybody to do drugs. We said it's okay 
in cities like this, cities like Seattle, we said it's okay to live in a tent, pitch a tent wherever you want. It'll be fine. We're very compassionate towards your, your downtrodden times. We know you're trying to get back up on your feet. That ain't what's happening, folks. These people live a lifestyle. They want to continue living a lifestyle. The guy that we saw at the end of that video, do you think he's looking to get a job anytime soon? I don't think so. Probably not. The beginning, I did a live stream this past weekend, um, pro-Palestinian rally. I still can't wrap my head around that we've got these pro-Palestinian rallies going on. Meanwhile, we're just sorting out, you know, some of the horrific details of the Hamas attack on Israelis two weeks ago. And then we're supposed to rally for the people of Palestine. Tough to get over that, uh, just that terrorist attack. And then go, yep, all right, going to support Palestine. Ripping off flyers for missing Israelis from, from, you know, the whole thing is just so convoluted. But in, <laughs> in my, my live stream, there is one clearly homeless dude. His pants are barely on. If you saw the live stream, you'll know who I'm talking about. It's like, that guy's not looking for a job anytime soon. That guy is just doing his thing in downtown Seattle. Could give a F where anybody's doing anything protest-wise or trying to run a business or any of that. He's just there for the drugs, the free food, the free accommodations, the free attitude towards this lifestyle. And so 7-Eleven's having to pay for it. And the owner of the building is saying, you're going to pay more. You're going to pay more. Denver 7 obtained a copy of the lawsuit filed by 7-Eleven, which claims there's only so much the convenience store can do when it comes to people on public sidewalks. It's not like they've got a sign out in front of the effing 7-Eleven that says, homeless people, come here, rob our store, right? It's not like that. And not all of them, not all of them are there to shoplift. But a lot of them are. And if you want to tell me otherwise, I I would heartily debate you. Yeah. And you know what we can do? We can just go stand outside of a 7-Eleven and see how that works in one of these cities. See how that works. Let's go down to Portland. We'll just hang outside of one of their most derelict 7-Eleven. How about the, I think it's the 7-Eleven. There's the three parks. Antifa and Black Lives Matter was doing their thing. There's a 7-Eleven just around the corner. It's to the north and west of where I'm talking about, north and west of the federal building by one block. Let's go hang out there. Because when I left there, summer of uh, 2020, there was a homeless dude who'd taken a crap in his pants, and he was standing, he was literally sleeping in front of the two doors to 7-Eleven, and I had to step over him. Let's go to that 7-Eleven. We'll just have a conversation there, right? If that's even open. I bet you that's not open. So according to the lawsuit in November 2022, we got 20 grand that Unico said, hey, you got to pay this because we've got security issues. And then we've got another $54,000 demand for security. Which 7-Eleven said, no, 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 go F yourselves. We'll see you in court. Which this is, this is, this is not mind blowing, but this is a sign of the times, right? This is where things get really murky because the, the owner of the building is like, oh, what's going on here? 7-Eleven, we're going to need you to step up for the rest of society because we made some bad choices in this area. 
We invested in this area knowing full well that it's very similar to Seattle because you know we're the investment company from Seattle. We know it's very similar to San Fran, LA, Portland, you name it, anywhere that has a massive homeless problem. Yeah. So we bought this building knowing this is what's going on in downtown Denver. And yet we're going to hold you accountable because you're making other people in our building feel unsafe. Right? I mean, how's that work? Some Eleven said it's taken numerous steps in good faith, including hiring a roving surveillance service and offering to install more cameras, which the store claims the building's owner rejected. Not surprising because it probably had something to do with putting stuff up and the building uh, owner said, nah, I don't want you drilling into our brick or whatever it is. The convenience store claims its proximity to Union Station and 16th Street Mall, two areas struggling with homelessness, is the root cause of the problem, not the store itself. Yes, but the root cause is one layer deeper, which is, Denver, you allowed all this to happen. Because there's other cities that haven't allowed this to happen, right? So now you want to hold you know individual businesses accountable? That's not going to fly. 7-Eleven is not doing anything to attract them, and it's merely operating a legal business, the lawsuit reads. I'm not a big pro-corporate guy. I'm a, I'm a real estate guy. So I kind of, however real estate rolls, that's, and if you want to say, well, Sean Blackrock is corporate. It is, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about commercial leasing, small retail space, because that's what 7-Eleven needs. That's their model, right? So it's merely operating a legal business. I would say that statement is 100% correct. It's not. It doesn't have the sign out in front. It isn't out there handing out flyers. Hey, come into 7-Eleven and cause ruckus, because that really is good for our business. Nah, they're in the same boat everybody is when you're trying to operate in an area where you've got the crazy tomfoolery of the homeless population, Right? Some of the stuff I see when I'm when I'm downtown Seattle, I was made aware of. I've been in downtown Seattle last two weekends. I know, I know. You know, you get some time off, and what do you do? I think I'll go down to where it's probably smells like urine the most. You got the highest probability of somebody taking a poop on the sidewalk, and you got homeless drug addicts walking around everywhere. I'm gonna go hang out there, and I do. And then then you got you know pro Palestinian rally going on. We just had a major terrorist action in Israel, and then we're going to, you know, navigate from that to, uh, you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Stuff going on. Attorneys for 7-Eleven declined the chance to comment on the lawsuit. Denver 7 reached out to representatives for Unico, but did not hear back. You're not going to hear back. This is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous lawsuit. So will this become something that is, is more common? No, because I don't think there's a chance in hell that this building owner is going to go anywhere. They're going to have this you know, lawsuit back and forth. I think it's a total loser. I mean, what judge, although speaking of that, you, know, you look at these liberal cities and some liberal judges, oh yeah, it's 7-Eleven's issue. This is 7-Eleven's problem for sure. Ruling in favor of property management company, ruling in favor of building owner. Right. This is the one time they're going to go with the, the real estate guy. Yeah. Let's hit up uh, corporate 7 Eleven. I don't see how this would, I don't see how 
you know, this back and forth is anything other than just a massive tussle between Lisi and Lisor. And it will end up going nowhere. And the property owner, in my opinion, probably owes some attorney's fees. Because this isn't seven. They can't prove this in any way, shape, or form. Because if you walk into one of these areas in any big downtown area, especially the ones that have, you know, made a misdemeanor out of drug possession, made a misdemeanor out of stealing and selling stuff, drugs are legal, homelessness everywhere. Yeah, when you're in an environment like that, this is what you get. And there's nothing that an individual business can do other than hunker down and try and protect themselves. Other people in the building, they're in the same boat. They got to kind of hunker down and protect themselves as well. Now, I do see from the standpoint of 7-Eleven attracts these people, but that's because they are a, you know, a seller of convenience you know, small, small food items. It's not like homeless people go to the grocery store and, you know, shop for their groceries for a full week. Cause oftentimes they're, they're going down to whatever shelter and getting food. Right. I mean, they don't have the ability to keep food, you know, cold long term, nor do they have the ability typically to heat it up. And oftentimes when you're seeing all these fires, that is exactly what's happened. Somebody's either lit their tent on fire or they were trying to cook something and flame and nylon tents. I don't know if you've heard, but they do not mix well. Doesn't mix well. Right. Highly, highly flammable. And that's why those tents go up so quick. And then I'll, you'll see just this, you know, charcoal area <laughs> and some fiberglass poles that made it through with some uh, metal grommets. It's so crazy. But that's that it's become just commonplace for that to happen. And so is this 7-Eleven's problem? No. Is it the landlord's problem? No. This is just what goes on. And somebody always wants to blame somebody else. Well, our building was really, really well situated until 7-Eleven came along, which they've been there forever. But now they're just bringing in more of the homeless and we've got more theft. We've got more violence in the store. And oftentimes that is what people are afraid of. Target is afraid of. Walgreens is afraid of because more and more information is coming out. That's basically stating, you know what, that, that target that you're closing, that doesn't have the highest number of 911 calls by any means relative to other stores that are remaining open in the area. It all comes down to a risk analysis. Do you want to keep open and sacrifice possible safety issues with the amount of money you're making in that store? Or is that a small format store? And maybe, you know, you've got just as many violent interactions there. Is that a big one? But at a big store, a big target, you can justify having those, having that kind of exposure because you can't close all your stores, but you're going to close the ones with the most violent incidents or the inability to generate income, which justifies keeping a store open. Because at the end of the day, and I know these cities that are basically socialist, I'm going to do a quick prop here. <laughs> Socialism works for those who don't buy that in our merch, right? I mean, it just, it makes so much sense because it's absolutely true. We get that right there for you. It's so true. It's so true. And and we want to blame 7-Eleven. We want to blame the building owner. We want to blame somebody. 
This is Denver as a whole. This is Denver's fault. This is Denver's problem. Seattle, same exact thing. You've got all the targets closing down. Now you've got Walgreens closing down, right? You've got Walgreens closing in, in San Fran. They're individually taking the stores out with the most exposure to some of the horrific stuff. The one Walgreens they're taking out in San Fran, which was just recently announced, it's really close to the tenderloin. <laughs> I mean, and this 7-Eleven and this building, it's in the heart of downtown. Now, no. There doesn't sound like there are tents right around the corner, but they're, they're a little ways off. You guaranteed they're a little ways off. So those people are walking to 7-Eleven. And you could see as the reporter was, was doing her story out in front of 7-Eleven, there's just some guy with all of his stuff in his backpacks right there. And he's sitting out in front of 7-Eleven. I have talked about 7-Eleven managers, 7-Eleven owners pouring oil, motor oil out in front of their stores to keep, keep the drug-addicted homeless population away from loitering, from sitting down. You know, you sit your butt in a bunch of motor oil, that's, that's, that's yeah, right? Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> and we've talked about, we've got hotels that have gone as far as putting exterior sprinkler systems. Ah, we're just washing down the sidewalk here in San Fran. You know, we've had, we had the, the, the poor guy who ran the art gallery. He's just washing down the sidewalk and there was a homeless woman on there and, you know, he got brought up on, on charges for battery of a homeless woman who, you know, just does some crazy stuff and is not exactly conducive to business out on the sidewalk. So you've got these business owners that are battling this stuff because 7-Eleven isn't, t- isn't telling to the, you know, to the rest of the occupants in their building, Hey, F you guys, we're just going to bring in a bunch of homeless people here. This is what we're doing. No, where this, where I think this uh, comes into play is when you have taken like here in Bellevue. And one of the reasons I don't go to my local Seven Eleven anymore is because King County has brought in this homeless shelter into what used to be a 160 unit silver cloud hotel. So now we got a bunch of whacked out homeless people running around and they put their tents out in the community so that they can do their drugs. Right. So, you know, where I see some culpability for security is if you're bringing one of those into the community where you are literally bringing the homeless into the community, you're ramming it down through the community's throat, then yeah, you probably owe a certain level of obligation towards security for that area. That's not happening because it's governmental entities that are, you know, converting these hotels to homeless and then just shoving it down the throat of the residents and the businesses that are operating there and telling everybody, oh, don't be a not in my backyard kind of person. Don't be a NIMBY. <laughs> you know? You're like, yeah, I'd rather not have to deal with whacked out homeless people in my daily life, you know, occurrences, but it looks like that's what we're doing. So I think there is liability there. If you're bringing in a homeless shelter into an area, yeah, you've got liability. But general businesses operating that aren't specifically, you know, catering to the homeless population, they can't say at the front door, homeless, you are not able to shop here. You can't do that. It's against the law, right? So 7-Eleven, yeah, Unico, 
yeah, what are you guys doing? You need to sort that out. Plus, that's that's just another podcast for me down the road. What what will come from this? I think the uh, the Seven Eleven wins in court. But at the end of the day, you know, they've already had to pay twenty grand, and they've gotten all this press. And not necessarily good press. All right. Yeah, that's 7-Eleven's in the heart of the homeless addiction issue. Maybe that's not the 7-Eleven for me to shop at. But it sounds like they've got just a ton of foot traffic here because it's in downtown. And you all know that one 7-Eleven in your downtown where stuff happens because it's where people go. Is that 7-Eleven's fault? No. That's, that's, that's my thought is no, because it doesn't make it any easier to sell this stuff, stuff that you consume from 7-Eleven doesn't make it any easier for it to have that reputation and have it be known. Hey, stuff's going down. Building owners making them get more security because it's so bad there. Yeah. Well, anywho. All right. Thanks so much for being here. (laughs) We'll catch up in the next one. Bye for now.